What if you were born with a disease that you always knew would kill you? And then what if all of a sudden you were given a second chance? Well, that's exactly what happened to me. And it's the question that we explore on the new podcast series, Breathless from Snack Labs. Join me, Jeremy Saunders, for a series that explores what it means to live and die, to love and to lose, and what it's like to have your whole life turned upside down and the unexpected challenges that come with a life-saving drug. You can listen to Breathless now, wherever you get your podcasts. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Do you hear the resonance of my voice? Um, yep, I do. You weren't listening for that. You're all you're all warmed up, are you? I I did a really long warm up yesterday, and then we ended up not recording. And but I, I think it kind of carried over into today. I did like an hour of voice work yesterday. Your voice is all warmed up. Your camera mm. is certainly isn't. Why? Look how, look what how the garbage fuck you is look. Going on. You're coming through Why? like 220p. What's uh, happening? Uh, Hey, hey, folks, if you want to support the podcast and <clears throat> and see how shitty Bridie's camera is, head this on over to patreon.com slash turn me on. Become a $5 patron or more and you can uh, you can see us. You can, can see me. Nice and clear help and me buy a new fucking camera. Apparently, what's going on with my camera, Jeremy? I don't know. I do not know. I babe. rely on you. I rely on you for these things. Thankfully, the majority of our listeners our listeners, so they don't have to deal with <laughs> the visual. Um, <clears throat> how are you, babe? I am in a constant flux. Mm-hmm. How about you? <laughs> yeah, you know it's so. Let's get this right off the bat. Starting with just the tips. All right, just yeah. my just the our just the tips for this week is um, when you're done listening to this or watching this over on Patreon, go. 
to Netflix, sit down and watch the Bo Burnham special inside. Holy shit, what a piece of artwork. I've never I've never watched something that simultaneously made me giggle and laugh with with such like joy yet at the same time make me feel so make me feel so validated in all of the horrible heavy weighted feelings that I've had over the last year and a half because of this pandemic. It truly mm-hmm. like that <clears throat> that that special it's unlike anything I've ever watched. And uh, if you don't like Bo Burnham, if you're not a fan of Bo Burnham and his his comedy, still, still worth going to check out because it is such a, it's like a, it is, I, I think I said this to you yesterday, Bride, like <clears throat> when this all started, I remember thinking how, I, I'm curious to see how this is going to affect art and like mm-hmm. what kind of art we'll see come from this pandemic. And this is a perfect example of like art that has been born from the pandemic. And it's something that I will, I will go back and watch time and time and time again to like relive. I know this sounds fucked up, but like relive, like when things are back to normal and everyone's vaxxed and we are like back to a normal life, I'm going to go back and watch inside by Bo Burnham to like remind Mm -hmm. myself of how hard it was in this very cathartic and like beautiful way because it, Mm -hmm. man, what a, just what a fucking masterpiece. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I feel so I I was really impressed by it as well. And it's, it's like, I already think he's extremely talented. Yeah. Just like anybody who can put together their thoughts and comedically into a musical performance is like so mind blowing to me, the talent. Um, and yeah, it, 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 I, I was really definitely affected by it as well. I have no intention of going back to like a normal, a normal life. Um, so I, I, but, but it also validates that. Um, Mm -hmm. so so I, I think highly... we will. I think we will. I think I got my shot. Well, I got, I got my first, I got my first prick yesterday. Uh, they, they stuck the needle right through her eyeball and her oh, yeah. is, uh, one of the earlier tattoos I've gotten, uh, mm-hmm. by a lovely tattoo artist here in Halifax, Charlotte, Jin Wolf on Instagram. If you want to check out her work, they stuck it right into her fucking eyeball and I've never been more happy to get a vaccine vaxxed waxed Mm. ready to fuck is what i am feeling right now (laughs) okay you're waxed who waxed you did you get waxed no but did you wax yourself no 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 No. i don't have the i don't have i don't have the balls to wax myself (laughs) to wax your balls i literally don't Um, have the balls to wax yeah it's not enough hair in my balls to wax them I, I think I meant something a little different about about not going back to normal, but we don't really have to get into that. I just, okay. I feel, you know, maybe someone out there can tell me that this, you know, all has to do with the planets or something, but I feel really nope. like... <laughs> it doesn't, though. Like, um... I feel like I've, I've, I'm outside. I'm having like an out of body experience, but it's not out of body. It's out of like 
structure and mm. and the and like the looking at like <clears throat> in quotations like society and basically just what we've built as human beings for the last like several hundred years and you know and this sort of level of greed that's gotten us yeah. so removed from <clears throat> in actually enjoying our lives because now we have mm. to do, we have to work so hard to, and we're so removed from the product of our efforts mm. that we have, like we become this like very, I don't know. I think it's a very depressive, like depressing work state. Whereas like, you know, not to, not to idealize or romanticize some other time when things were better, but, but it seems to me, like the only worthy outlet for my energy and effort in terms of like what I would typically put into a job is just to go directly to producing my own things that I need, whether it's like food or clothes or like the things that I would normally have to like go to some job so that I could get this clothing thing is it seems like a very it seems like a, a, a system that was designed to like basically enslave people oh, so uh -oh, I, folks here we go Braddy's saying it right here she is going to <laughs> go into the earth she's gonna go live in the woods and hunt and weave her clothing <clears throat> going back to the 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 old 1200th Which is why century. I need at least a couple hundred of you to, to join our Patreon. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> well, hey, speaking of speaking of Patreon and uh, and lifting things up, uh, we got mm -hmm. a we got a lovely letter from uh, from a listener and a patron. This actually came from one of our newer patrons, Sophie, um, and uh, and a, a lovely letter that I thought would be fun to read right off the top of this week's episode. Awesome. <clears throat> Sophie, uh, first of all, thank you for, for your patronage. It means a lot. And thank you for this letter. Hi, Brady and Jeremy. Currently, I am still living about three years into the past for you guys. I am at episode 60, the episode about incest and whether it mm. should be approved or not. I don't, I don't remember. I don't remember that episode. I don't remember if we were that like... That was the episode that went missing for a minute. <clears throat> Remember? Yeah, I do remember that. I, I don't remember if yeah. it was an episode that we were like, should incest be approved or not? But maybe I'll have to go back and listen to that. Uh, she goes <laughs> on to say, um, I was surprised to hear that Belgium has no qualms about it. So I talked to my best friend about it, who I assume is living in Belgium. I also think Sophie might be from away. Belgium? Maybe. <laughs> um, uh, she apparently knows a couple who are blood-related niece and nephew. So she has had some additional insight. Belgium law states that they can indeed be a married couple, but they can't have kids. So apparently we disapprove only from a genetic point of view. So they have adopted three kids because they shared the same concerns as the Belgian law, and adoptions is apparently also not a problem. The things you know, right? She then goes on to say, I also want to share a little story inspired by the husband who jerks off in the shower and yells bingo at his wife when he comes. <laughs> <laughs> and, for and, for and for reference, this is from episode 59. Um, 
She says, once upon a time, I had a little conversation with my then girlfriend about orgasms because we used to play a game, quote, how high can we go? As in number of orgasms in a day. We were young, okay? One day she turned to me and said, quote, I find it very difficult to tell when you are having a vaginal orgasm because I see that you like what I'm doing, but you just seem to keep going until I stop or you stop me. So I replied, quote, true enough. Next time I will tell you. Fast forward to the next time we were making fuck. When I came, I yelled out now, which, (laughs) (laughs) which was of course followed by don't stop because she was laugh because she was laughed her ass off at me because Mm -hmm. I'm actually that. Okay. So this is where I think I, why I think she's, she's from away. Uh, um, I'm going to read as it's uh, written here because she was laughed at her ass off at me because I actually thought about it during an orgasm. I also need to give this story a quote. Don't try this at home label unless you want your partner to become a master slash mistress of edging. Ha ha. Just thought you would enjoy this little nugget, and I think it fits with Jeremy's yes and technique. Hee <laughs> hee. Take care. Kisses, Sophie. Well, thank you, Sophie. We love, we love your letter, Sophie. I didn't read that one. I didn't see that one come in. Hot I, off the press. I saw the first. Hot oh, off the press fantastic. this morning. Yeah, yeah. Followed by, another, followed by another letter that gives a big bio of who Sophie is. So, Sophie, thank you. We're so glad that you've joined our little community here, and we hope you're watching this foreplay, which you can find on Patreon. And I, and I want to, I want to actually just share one thing also from Sophie's first message. Um, she mentioned that she, she talks about this podcast with all of her friends and it's like pushing it towards them. So I wanted to put it out there because I know some people don't like, just don't have the dollars to support, um, the content that they want to have continued created. So I just want to say that sharing the, Good news Ooh. of Turn Me On is also incredibly helpful and appreciated by yeah, us. Yeah. In, and it's one of those unsung um, things that it gets done and, and I want to acknowledge yeah. it. Um, uh, moving along, Bride, there was another mm-hmm. email that, that I received this morning that I want to get your take on. <clears throat> this is so fucked. Um, this is uh, this was actually an email that was sent to Sick Boy, but it it, uh, it I don't think it really fits for Sick Boy. It definitely definitely has room here. Okay. Someone emailed this uh, Kijiji ad that they found, and they wanted our take on it on Sick Boy. So we're gonna uh, this is for Carrie. Carrie, we're gonna give our take on it here on Turn Me On. Uh, the Kijiji ad is from PEI. It says free room and board for female only. Okay. Here's the de- Jesus Christ. Here's the description. I will be returning to PEI for 1st of July for health reasons. As a result, I will not be sharing my personal information in the ad. That will only be given to potential candidates. There's a fucking red flag right there. I am a male seeking a female roommate as I have a deep mistrust for men. I am offering free room, free utilities, and half of the grocery bills for the right person. At this point, I'm certain that you're wondering, what's the catch? As you should be. There is a catch. A rather big one. There are no visitors allowed at the house. Sorry. 
and you will be required to spend three hours per day with me. This can be spent chatting, watching TV and movies, playing board games, etc. And since I like boobs, you must be topless. No sex is required. Just toplessness because breasts are amazing. I mean, I'm not going to argue with that. Breasts are great. But dude, I need a place on PEI for the month of July. Well, uh, please reply. Well. With, please reply with pertinent information such as your name, age, interests, job, or the school you're attending, and a picture of yourself. No negative messages, please. If you're not interested, I completely understand. This is a weird request under weird circumstances, but it's also a great opportunity to save a pile of money for the right person. Now, when I read that, it mm. immediately reminded me of this song from Barb and Star go to Vista Del Mar, um, a movie that I can't say is like 10 out of 10, but definitely made me chuckle. And here's the song right now. I'm going to do that again uh, because I, <laughs> I fucked up the audio there. So here we go. Here's the song. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Richard Cheese. What I really, really love when I look around this place is all the sets of boobies, and I want them in my face. Hello, boobies. I love boobies. I love gazongas. I love knockers and chimichangas. I love melons and bonbons and Winnebago's. I'll take a big chest of shirt potatoes because I love boo thank you so if you i love that song it's a great song right and that that movie if you're a fan of Kristen wig if you're a fan Mm. of Kristen wig you gotta watch it it's okay it it has some very very out loud laughable moments um but it's you know it's i give it like a six like a strong seven out of ten okay Um, but what are your thoughts what are your thoughts on this kajiji app brad um, at first I thought you were going to read because I've been binging friends. I thought you were going to read, uh, Joey's ad for a roommate when Chandler moves in with Monica, he put, puts an ad, uh, Joey puts an ad in the paper looking for a roommate. No. And, uh, no, I, I what? how many times have we gone through this? I don't watch friends. Okay. Well, you do. You're on a, you're on this hardcore bananas. friends binge. Get on it. No. The whole world is on it. Malala is on it. Don't care. Don't okay, care. well, yeah. anyway, so he puts an ad in the paper and it says wanted female roommate, non-smoker, non-ugly. Oh, my God. Jesus Christ. <laughs> okay. I know. Look, I want to say um, this. I want to I just I want to preface this because because um, uh, although like, yes, we're laughing and having fun and whatever. Um, definitely, definitely for sure. Huge reason right here. To like th- this is so predatorial and so mm. like and so I just finished watching um God, we're taught we're just talking about all the shit we're watching. I guess that's all the show's turned into is the recommendation of what we like watching on TV now. Uh, I just <laughs> I just finished this the for the first season of um Mayor of Easttown. Mm. And man, this ad is just gives off fucking right. massive vibes of hey, come to this home where you will never be seen from again. You know what I mean? So like, right. Like I, I, I know Well, let's assume that, that this person's intent, because if I read, it, I was like, well, I mean, 
for the right person. That's a great opportunity. No, but man, I, I but now so. then when you called it predatory, I was like, oh yeah, because for sure some people are only gonna who are just like in a tight spot would do it. Yeah. But this seems to me like a fair exchange for my en- for my energy <laughs> to sit around right. with my boobs out for three hours. Sure. But right. I could see maybe perhaps not for someone else. Like I think I'd be quite good at that job. You know, sure. Just, yeah, sure. If you yeah, know? if it didn't, if it didn't also include being chained up and locked in a small room and giving given food once a day, and and never okay. seeing the light of day again. So yeah. instead of tearing this person a new butthole for not, posting this ad, I'm not tearing them a new butthole. I am just saying, I am just saying, this ad reeks of kidnapping, <laughs> and and um and. Uh, sexual enslavement. Yeah, okay. it really does. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this guy's mistrust. You're right. Th- this You're guy. Not wrong. This this guy's mistrust in men. Uh, mm-hmm. This ad. This ad makes me mistrust that man. Okay. <laughs> Just, I totally get where you're coming from. Yeah, yeah. I want to validate you and acknowledge your feelings as being totally valid, but <laughs> let's just play devil's advocate here sure, and say sure. that his intentions. Are actually let's okay. This is what I this is what I hear when I read this. A lonely man, oh, who yeah, definitely has has some trauma. Yeah, who is sick, who wants a um, a kind of companionship that comes easily, that comes with very clear strings attached. Doesn't have to be sex, but 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 here is like here are the parameters of what he wants to deal with his life as it is right now. And let's imagine that he's hoping that this person is as, you know, capable of making the right decisions for themselves and seeing this as an opportunity that's appropriate and not, and, and doesn't want to take advantage of someone. Let's assume that they're going to do a screening process where they weed those people out and they find someone, not me, but like me who is actually, just thinks it could be maybe a good fit. Sure. You know? All right. What should they have sent in the ad <laughs> to, to not raise so many red flags? I don't, th- I, I think they're in, the, I think they're posting their ad at the wrong place. On Kijiji? Yeah. I don't think that's the place to be posting that ad. Where do you post these? Like, where does this person get connected with what Fucking they want? Fucking back pages? I don't know, dude. I like, I don't know, but it's not Kijiji. Like, right. like this, this ad is not for the general public. Backpages doesn't exist anymore. I sure I I know, but like something like that, you know, like. <clears throat> well, this is this isn't it. This is a real situation because this, while this borders on, well, borders on sex work. It is it is you know by all accounts, and a, you know you're es- you're an escort here. You're you're an a companion for sure in a sexualized way. Yep. Um, where does this person advertise? Because there is no back pages anymore. And that would be probably, you know, unfortunately the most, it, it got shut down because people were like this, we can't I know hold where. space for this in the internet. I on know the internet. where, Fet I know Life? where. It's no, no, uh, no, not FetLife. Um, that fucking, uh, sugar dad, sugar daddy, sugar mama app. Oh yeah. What, what was that called? What was that called again? I forget the name of it. 
sugar <coughs> daddy app. Dude, we did a whole fucking episode. Um, about I it. think it was. I, I think it was just <clears throat> called. Oh, seeking arrangements. Seeking arrangements. There you go. That's, that's the place for that. Yeah, I think that's. Let's. It's more so there. I'm gonna see if I can find this person's ad on Gigi and send them the seeking arrangement. No, don't. Situation. Jesus Christ, Why? don't. Be- be- <laughs> Why, Brady? Look, I gotta say, I I have two emails no. to send today. I love one to this guy and sending him the seeking arrangements app and saying, "I think don't send your that. content is a little more appropriate for here." No, don't send because that. this is how people. No, and then the other email is, well, okay, why not? Why not send that? Okay, here's why. Look, I one of the things that I do love about you so much is your your constant ability to see the silver lining and things and to like and to and to give people the benefit of the doubt but i think that that's <laughs> i think that that comes with that that comes with a um you know that 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 can bite you in the ass uh every once in a while and so <clears throat> because there is a chance there is a chance that this is a sneaky way for someone to put an ad out there to find a victim. So, mm. m- so my reasoning of not sending this person another option for a place <laughs> to fucking put this ad is to, to avoid fish. is to avoid is to avoid someone being becoming someone becoming really abused and hurt. Like like but- that that's the thing, right? It's like this is as, but let's say he goes and he posts it on Seeking Arrangements. There, you're going through a... Let's say he goes, oh, you're, you're right, I'll take those off. Gigi, I'll put it on Seeking Arrangements. There, people are visiting. Yes. yes, but that... So again, that is assuming that he doesn't have evil ulterior... Uh, 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 ulterior? Ulterior, thank you. Ulterior motives. <clears throat> There's there's too many red flags in this fucking ad, you know, and 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 also this isn't like, um, this is not. Um, there was recently in the past few years there was a guy in New Brunswick who was arrested for trying to lure females to his apartment with it with like a seeking oh, yeah. female roommate ad, um, where he was like you know he was posting uh and he was he was posting as a girl as a woman. asking them to show up alone right so like this is what i'm saying is like it it's there's precedent for this being a yeah if if you're someone who's like i need i i need a place to live and i need a place to live like rent free and this sounds awesome the the stakes are just too high i think i think it's Mm -hmm. like you know again it's just like it's red flag central i don't know maybe Mm -hmm. this maybe putting this conversation out on the podcast is just problematic in the first place why i don't know i'm not really sure (laughs) <laughs> I don't know. Uh, doesn't Bo Burnham have a song about being problematic in a, in his new special? Yeah, it was. Uh, I think it was titled. Uh, the song was titled uh, "White Woman's Instagram." <laughs> okay, you know what? <laughs> it's this is why this is a good uh, example in real time of why it's good to sit with things. Because when yeah, I first heard that yeah. ad, I was like, "Hey, sign me up!" <laughs> yeah, sounds like a good deal. Yeah. Um, but I'm willing to trade my boobs for almost any anything. So um, and, free rent or and, yeah, and fair <laughs> enough, fair enough. And hey, folks, listen, you heard it here. Bride's looking for a place on PEI. So if you want, if you are not a uh, uh, <laughs> sex criminal and uh, you're looking 
to <laughs> fill a space in your home with uh, a an woman aspiring who, sex criminal. Yeah, yeah, an aspiring sex criminal. <laughs> Fuck, poor, poor, uh, poor person. Um, uh, uh, all right, well, let's let's. Uh, that was fun and um, oh, potentially my, problematic. Audio here. Fuck sakes! Here, give me a sec. Give me a sec, Brad. I'm Oh, there we go. Uh, sorry about that, folks. Um, let's uh, let's push right into this week's episode. I, I'm I gotta say, Frenchie, this week's guest. Fuck, I love this conversation. It, it's such a unique take on sex and sexuality, and like, and I mean that from um, I mean that in the in the sense that it's rare that we get to talk to people about how sex fits within their their life in in terms of like spirituality and religion spirituality we like we we kind of touch on that you know we've we've gone down that road a bunch with with lots of people but this is like more so tied into religion and i know mm. that frenchie uses spirituality more than religion but mm. um this i fucking love this episode i love frenchie's take on on sex on sex in in the, the in in the church um, this is, I gotta say, I think I gotta say this. There were, there were moments in the conversation where I was thinking about like the Catholic church and the problems within the Catholic church when it comes to sex, specifically around boys and young boys. Uh, I mean, <clears throat> but this is like, this is not that we're not, we're not even going down that road. Mm-mm. This is, this is about consensual sex between adults within the church. And, and the, the problematic, um, the sort of problematic views that, that sex, ha- the, the, the problematic lens that sex has been seen through, through the church for eons. Um, and Frenchie's take on this is just so fucking cool. And I love, I love just picking her brain about everything that she had to talk about. Um, I'm, I'm, I, it's, this is one of those episodes where I've been like, very excited to get out to you, uh, our listeners. Mm. Yeah, we have a few of those in the pipeline, but I, I feel that we way yeah. too about this conversation is so unique and also just as unique. It, it, it's so nice because we talked to a lot of sexologists um, and sexual educators and um, it seems like there's a lot more in the sphere of sexuality these days. So mm. when you meet someone like Frenchie, who's kind of been in it for a long time and has really developed an approach and a philosophy and like a lot of really, um, just like important work, um, in the field, in her field, uh, it lent it. You're like, okay, this is, this is what it is to have the authentic presentation of, sexual health from mm. from a from a human being so um enjoy this conversation and we're both obviously very excited for you to hear it yeah um and again thank you to all of our patrons uh we say it every week you really do keep the show running if you want to support the podcast and you've been listening for a long time do it now now is a better time than ever go to patreon.com slash turn me on <clears throat> it would mean the world to us and um and you can watch our foreplay episodes. Uh, watch Bridie and I just shoot the shit. Um, oh, I was just going to say, and whether you sign up today or you're waiting to hear our um, 
announcement regarding our oh, Patreon, yeah. which which we've got some cool stuff in the pipeline. You're going to benefit whether you sign up today or whether you sign up next week. So um, if you have a moment right now, free hand, open up a new tab on your on your browser and and go visit us at termion.com. Nope. Patreon.com slash termion or termionpodcast.com. Yep. Support us. Yeah, that's it too, yeah. Find uh, us there. Uh, all right, folks. This is our conversation with Frenchie. We hope you enjoy it. And uh, as always, we will see you on the other side. I don't even know. I, you know what? I don't even know where we're going to be taking this today. I, I, I have a vague idea. I thought I heard something yesterday, Bridie, about like sex and religion, perhaps. We might. Um, yeah, which we might are, go there. Those are two things that I'm definitely fascinated in uh, <laughs> uh, and have, have uh, very different feelings towards uh, each of those things individually. <laughs> Um, uh, uh, there was another thing that you had mentioned yesterday, Bride, that, that piqued my interest and I forget, I had a note somewhere, but I forget what it was, what the, what the phrase was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, was, could that, could that be religious misogyny? That for sure. Sh- that was it. That was it. Religious <laughs> misogyny. Yeah. Yeah. Right. 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 Yeah. Okay. Now we're going down. Now we're now the, we're the rolling. The Pope keeps it sexy. The Pope keeps it sexy. I should yeah. just say that. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so we're Can- uh, talking to Frenchie today, and uh, <laughs> and I'm I, so, Bridie, you lay lay out the land. What uh, what are we what are we walking into here? Well, I uh, you know I had the pleasure of speaking with Frenchie. I guess it was a couple of weeks ago now in preparation for this conversation, but my, my original um, discovery of Frenchie online um, originated with a video, honestly, that captured my attention right away. Um, I heard you ask Frenchie, uh, is there a place for sluts in the church? And uh-huh. it okay. was a video on an old uh, I, sort of, I, I think defunct um, sort of organization that that was called Libido Talk. Is that correct? If I if, well, we, if I call that it defunct, was my, that's my former company. Um, mm-hmm. That was the title, and so I've just done some rebranding um, mm-hmm. because sometimes you just have to rebrand your work. Um, so uh, Libido Talk was was started. Oh, you know, I don't know, 15, 10, 15 years ago. And, um, and then, you know, in this modern era, you grow, you evolve and, um, doing a lot more work with, um, a lot of more government agencies who be like, she said libido. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. You can't use those clinical words. The L word. Like, that yes. shit scares the hell out of us. And I was like, oh my gosh, like, <laughs> we can't use the clinical terms. We can't use the naughty terms. I, you know, mm. it's 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 just like those parents that are still calling their daughters' vaginas poo poos. You know, it's just yeah, it's it's quite interesting. And so, you know, I, you know, had to evaluate. You know, as as I'm growing, what does it take to grow? Um, and 
part of that was just rebranding. Yeah. Well, what caught my attention about that was just this, you know, I grew up in the church and I have like a, the same sort of complicated relationship to my spirituality and my faith that I think a lot of people who grew up in the church come into at some point in their adulthood, especially especially it seems inflammatory around sexuality and maybe not everybody feels that way about their religion. But when I heard that on the airwaves and, you know, and we use, we use words like slut all the time and we love it and we embrace it and um, really welcome like the reclaiming of that. When I heard that, I was like, this is the person I can finally (laughs) ask the questions that I have to. And uh, sluts belong, sluts yeah. belong. Just, you know, as some of our slutty pastors, you know, it, I mean, clearly sluts belong. Mm-hmm. How many, how many, how many sexual controversies have we had around our religious leaders? Mm-hmm. Um, how many, how many fingers do we have to run out of for those who, who, you know, whose affairs become unmasked around around the church. And it's really not fair to them because unfortunately our, our religious leaders, they are not entitled to their sexuality. Mm. What, they, what? they don't get to have a sexuality. They just like, you know, keep it clean, keep it, keep it uh, very linear, uh, keep it very proper. And, you know, they, they, um, you know, enjoy their, blowjobs and and their mask and their whips and their saddle sadomasochism as much as anyone else they enjoy mm. their kink too um so not being able to be whole be for the sake of your congregation is really not fair to religious leaders where where does this question stem from this question of like it like do sluts have a place in in the church for yourself personally like what uh what what led what led you to 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 this question? What led you to putting this out there to Bridie eventually seeing it? Like where where does this stem from? I think it it stems from particularly um, uh, in in the black church. There is just a lot of in all churches overall, but in as thinking as a, as a black woman about the sexual shame that is pervasive in the church and how ironically, how petty the church of all places can be, right? Mm -hmm. This is, this is supposed to be this, this is supposed to be a place where all people are welcome, but in our churches, you're not welcome without the proper pantyhose. You're not welcome without the big hat. You're not welcome uh, with your sexuality. Uh, you're 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 not welcome uh, with cleavage. You're mm. because you know, heaven forbid that you you have a physique that entices your religious leader, because the problem is yours and not your religious leader. Right. Mm. And so I always took offense that everyone can point out the fast little girl in the church. Is she fast? Look at her. She's she's doing this. She's fast. But nobody seems to be able to point out the little girl that was molested. Mm-hmm. They can't point that little girl out. They can't point that little girl out that was sexually violated by a relative, by a father, um, by a babysitter. But they can quickly point out the fast little girls. Mm. 
It's so, so polarizing. I had, yes, I I had to ask that question, and then then if you know, because God, as far as I understand, is promiscuous, mm. right? If God is is all loving to all mm. people, there can be no entity more promiscuous than God. With His love. Mm. Well, that's love. Mm-hmm. Well, um, maybe you can bring us into the now with what you're with what because when we finally did connect on the phone and I, I kind of brought up what I had found uh, online, you said this, that you have evolved and moved into the Institute for Emotional Literacy, which which yes. is ah, that was the other thing. Yeah, I, I love that. The Institute for Emotional Literacy. That was the that was the thing that that really sparked me yesterday. Where I went, "Ooh, this sounds this sounds mm-hmm. nice. I like this." Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, can you bring us up to speed and let let us know how you kind of got from libido talk into? into I, I think this stems literacy. from as as a sexual health educator. Um, right now, you know, there are certain words that are very trendy right now, like, oh, your emotional health, your, you know, your, uh, your um, emotional intelligence, your EQ, you know, we need to, we need you to have a high EQ. Um, But you have to actually even understand emotional literacy to understand your emotional intelligence. There, when we think of sexuality, we go straight to the physical when there are, I don't know, 10,000 steps before you even get to the physical. Mm. So that emotional literacy addresses those 10,000 steps before you even get to the, the physical. You know, when we think about our kids and, and we're thinking about sex education, we're like, well, we don't want to teach them how to have sex. Yeah, but you're not even teaching them self-love, self-care, um, they're going through puberty. You're not addressing puberty. Um, you're, you're not addressing um, how their self-esteem evolves. So all of these steps, but that requires literacy. That requires an understanding of everything that unfolds before we actually engage physically. Mm. And there's so much, there's so much in between that space and that range and I felt that it was really necessary to be an organization that helps people unpack all of these entities before we even get to the physical. Absolutely. Do you, what's your sort of um, like demographic? Do you, are you teaching kids or are you more teaching parents or other educators who are talking to, to kids about it, this stuff? It really varies because I um, consult for a lot of different organizations. Um, I have group programs. I do international retreats um, because I love taking people out of America and then us like really honing in and focusing and getting away from the capitalism of the world and the isms of the world. And (laughs) and I take them away and then it's like, oh, it's like now we can just plant our feet in the sand and just process and unpack some things without disruptions. Um, So there is no age demographic that my work does not touch. Um, I love my geriatric communities. I love my baby communities. I love my millennial communities, my Gen Zers, um, those who have never even 
seen a TV commercial before. <laughs> uh, and then, you know, there's that population that is is my age. I'm, I'm generation generation X. I'll be 46. Like, I, like Jesus, I'm in midlife. Um, and so we're still uncovering. We're still unpacking. We're still like, oh, so what our parents actually taught us was pretty fucked up. So, <laughs> and what does that mean for me now? You know, because um, we're evolving every every moment, every moment, every moment we breathe is an evolution. Mm. It's, it's it's a new thought. It's and we have so many thoughts going through our minds. So we're literally evolving. We're evolving just as we're on this platform right now. What was what was your like? I'm curious to know your history with um, with like this interest in in education through human sexuality. Like, how did this how did this begin? What's your origin story? Hmm. Um. It 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 goes back to a lot of interesting experiences as a child, as a survivor of sexual violence as a child. Um, also growing up with, um, I was brought up by my great grandmother who was this fabulous single woman. She, 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 after she separated from my great grandfather, she lived this amazing unwed life and she was just sexy and unbelievable and, and educated. And I just wanted to grow up and be great like her. She just, she had a sway. She was just this, this beautiful, no matter what age, through her 60s, through her early 70s, I was just still like, oh, I rebel in this woman. I really mm. rebel in her. And my mother, funny enough, was this ultra conservative. But um, the ultra conservative that still got with my father who was a gigolo. Mm. So here I am mm. watching these models as, as I'm evolving. Um, my, my father, who was the ultimate woman's man and uh, double dating with my father, buying my father condoms because I was like, please don't make no siblings. Please, oh. we don't, we don't <laughs> yeah, need yeah. siblings from you. Please. <laughs> I know you're not going to put your penis away, but at least put on this condom. Um, and I adore my father. He was, he's what I call the shitty great of fathers. He's mm. the shittiest, greatest father uh, a, a child could have, right? Um, and most parents are. They're shitty great. They do some things <laughs> that are absolutely amazing. Mm -hmm. And they do some things that are absolutely shitty. And that is is the sum of it all. And it's still beautiful, right? And so. Uh, Watching the sexuality of, of, of these particular three individuals through my life um, was certainly a motivator for a lot of the questions that I had as, as a kid. Um, going through high school, um, my last year of high school, four of my friends were killed in three weeks. Mm -hmm. And um, uh, three were a result of, of relationships gone awry. So I had a girlfriend, her boyfriend did not want her to go away to college and he killed her. And okay. I had a lot of questions about, about that type of love. Mm -hmm. What makes someone say, I love you so much that you are a possession, that no one else can have you, that 
um, that I have to, that I have to own you, that I can't function without you. What, what is that? And Mm. so, um, as I evolved, um, my life took me on this, this journey that was only designed for me, um, moving to New York, my first job was working at an AIDS hospice. And there was nothing like watching someone die to teach you how to live. I owe that to my clients because then HIV was an actual death sentence. And so they taught me how to live. And from there, uh, I went into domestic violence and I managed a battered women's crisis shelter for three years. And again, I'm just on this journey that was only designed for me. And I started working part-time because if you're a true New Yorker, you have at least three jobs, <laughs> as I did. Yeah. And uh, I was one of the first employees at the Museum of Sex in, in New York City. And I saw a young woman taking notes. And I'm like, why is she taking notes on this dildo? I just, <laughs> what is, what is, why, like, who's taking notes in this museum? And so I approached her because I was very curious. She had her, her pen and pad, you know, bride, like, like we talked, we need our notes. And she told me that she was in graduate school. And I had no idea that there was actually um, a study specifically curated for this work. And I was like, you know, I've been doing this work for years. I didn't know that there was an actual um, field of study. Mm. And so um, I, Ended up learning about the school in Pennsylvania. Um, it was one of the only accredited human sexuality programs in the country. Hmm. Uh, applied, went, and I have continued to do my work for over 20, 25 years now. And um, it's, it's what I live to do. Is I, I live to, to educate and to heal. Turn Me On Podcast will be back after this short break. 1-size-fits-all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. 
in that in that journey of like <clears throat> of of education um you know when you started to when you started your studies was there was there a portion of that learning that that dived into the intersections between sexuality and spirituality or or was that something that you sort of um was that a, a path that you sort of went down yourself just out of, out of curiosity? Like that, cause, cause I, I feel like that's the really interesting piece here for me is, is how, how sexuality impacts spirituality, because it, it's not often that you hear, maybe I'm wrong, maybe I'm wrong, but, but in, in my experience, it feels like that it's, it's rare that we hear those two things combined in in the same sort of topic you know and and maybe that's a stereotype um, no it, it they they've certainly been aligned through religion not faith but mm. through religion to compete against one another right yes they are they are not competitors so yes uh shout out to dr stanton uh phd in human sexuality and theology Mm, whoa, and, whoa, okay, yes. yeah. Because there are those, there mm-hmm. are those. Um, <clears throat> because there's different between, particularly in a Black church where so many um, pastors and religious leaders are appointed, all right? I, I choose you, you sound good, you move this audience or this was passed down by your father, but right. they did not actually attend um, any type of theologian program. Uh, it's, it's, it's just that they were inspired, Right. And it's not to take away from that. However, there is some historical context that is unfairly missing from those practices. Mm. And so studying with Dr. Stanton and we, you know, there were rabbis that would come to our class and we had to discuss, you know, Hebrew and, and the Bible and their original languages and how many translations there were and and, you know, how. You know, the concept, while there was homosexual behavior, the concept of homosexuality did not even exist until after the 15th century. Mm. So then when we start putting together the pieces of chronological history as to how it actually occurred and as to how this message is delivered, they're not aligned. Yeah, right, right. And so then you, you, you start to really unpack and ask, you know, some very serious questions about the messages that have been conveyed to us through oral tradition. And is that really so? And again, if God is all loving and a promiscuous God, and if all sins are created evil, why is this, there's this separation, this entity of, you know, I'm going to make it to heaven and you're not. Why Mm -hmm. You know, why do we need to die to find happiness and and, and sublimeness? Um, Why can't we have our heaven here living? Um, So there were a lot of questions. And um, from there, I became a board member for the Incarnation Institute for Sex and Faith. And we address sexual oppression in the Christian church. Mm. And as, as there's so much of it, and in most of my clients, uh, some of their, their biggest challenges and sexual health crises are because of religious misogyny or Christian misogyny. Mm. So I have to understand 
what's happening around the space of religion and sexuality because it does impact us all. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so so maybe that brings us to the religious misogyny term that um, you were so curious about there, Jeremy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, you ready to talk about that? Yeah, let's do it. I mean, like, I it 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 doesn't like the 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 term religious misogyny. I, I mean, I have I have a really I have a really weird, not weird, but but I have a, I I I didn't I didn't come up in the church. I mean, I did. I went to Sunday Lucky school. Lucky you. Yeah, yeah. I went I went to Sunday school. I was baptized, but like you know, when I was like twelve or thirteen, I think I just turned to my mom and I was like, I don't buy it. I don't buy it, and I don't want to do it. And my mom was like, Okay, <laughs> like I'm not going to force you. You know, I'm not going to force it on you. So I never really, you know, for, for I never really. It was never something that that spoke to me. It was never something that um, that I felt the need to to kind of sink my teeth into growing up, and and then and then I you know and then and then I think I went through like a really weird phase of like um, just like hardcore atheism, and I just thought religion was like the dumbest thing ever. And then you know I'm 33 now. I've evolved. I I the the, the world is nuanced and. And there's, you know, religion is, is important as, as, as troublesome and as problematic as religion has been in society, it, it has its place and it's important and it means a lot to a lot of people. What well, is religion important or is faith important? Right. Yeah. There you go. Faith. Faith is important. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah because exactly. religion, we don't, we don't actually need religion, mm-hmm. um, but we all do want to have a type of inner motivation sure yeah um that that we meditate to that we that we pray on you know when when there aren't those answers Mm. so that's our faith our spirituality is spirituality is is your your faith-based journey that is solely yours and religion is a a faith-based journey that someone else created for you to follow Mm -hmm. yes so different people choose different paths and and I get it because you know when we start unpacking um the propaganda so many times that religion has created mm. um yeah it gets un- it gets uncomfortable so then you have to move into a faith that um allows you the space to say yes no this works for me this affirms me and there are things in religion that really are not affirming Mm. And we, and our, our intuition, which is God is saying, no, this is not affirming. I'm not going to go in this direction. Yeah. Yeah. Cause that's you, what your intuition is. Yeah, totally. Right. Right. Yeah. Would you say that religion is inherently misogynistic? Like religion as an institution is, is, is I mean, it's just like, like, Sorry, say that again. We I lost your audio there. Oh, for some oh, for some reason I can't hear you now. Oh, oh now uh, now I can. We got you now. Uh, yeah. Okay. There we are. Uh, I was saying if we only refer to God in the masculine, absolutely. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. So if everything biologically is female before it is anything else, mm-hmm. why are we only referring to God in the masculine? Hmm. Mm-hmm. And man has designed it so that it is only referred to 
in the masculine. And we have to we have to ask questions about why and 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 what does that do? What does that that create? Um, you know, who who are are people required to follow them? Why are corporations, you know, 97 percent man led? Why mm. are why um, if women are the make up 70 70 percent of the church and population? Why do they make only 11 percent of the leadership? Mm-hmm. Is this how has how has I mean, and I hope this isn't too personal of a question, but like, how has your sexuality impacted your spirituality on a personal level? Um, so they they are akin, they are intertwined, they cannot be uh, separated. Uh, God is in my every being. God is in my lovemaking. God is in my kisses. God mm-hmm. is in my touch. You know, you, God is in my, my clitoris with my 8,000 nerve endings. God is, is, is in my soul and my soul is, is love. So for me, how can it not be? Mm-hmm. Um, like people, people want to hug me because God is in me. That's touch. That's intimacy. That is, that is my sexuality. So um, people are drawn to me because God is into me and they may say, oh, you're sexy. But what they're really saying is God is in me and I see it in you Mm. and I'm drawn to it. So when we when we when we affirm our spirituality in a sex positive lens, because normally it's been sex negative, it's been like God doesn't want you to do that. God doesn't want you, you know, classic, you should suffer through a marriage. Yeah, yeah. classic, should, classic Catholic shame, you know, like fear, 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 yeah, fear. Yeah. Yes. fear, 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 uh, you know, just just listen to man and stay there and just mm. be quiet and shut your mouth and and you'll get to heaven. Just stay there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, who made this up? Yeah, right, right. <laughs> these these are not the pillars <sighs> that my intuition, which is God, mm. is telling me to live by. And after traveling around the world and and learning about so many other religions, from Buddhism to Ifa to Santeria to um, uh, so many other. Um, religions, and we have to remember that Christianity is still a very young religion, and there were Mm -hmm. religions long before Christianity that Christianity derived from. Mm -hmm. Um, And I like those practices. I I love saging. I I Mm -hmm. like burning Armenian paper. I, you know, it's just so much so much to to receive and collect these, we, we are ritualistic people. And and there are some beautiful rituals that we can collect that affirm ourselves, both spiritually and sexually. Mm. And I don't trust any god that doesn't like to be naked either. So it just <laughs> right, right, yeah. Has you, to be. I That's- mean, like like hearing you say those those words, like um, you know, God is in my sexuality. God is in my clitoris. God is in my kisses. I I I fucking love that. Like I love that. I can only imagine that you've received some pushback 
on on those statements. Like, I I I can only imagine that you know those statements are for some people probably pretty controversial. Have you had have you had any pushback on on that stance and 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 your your belief in that? Any stance that because we 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 know people that know their Bible verses, the 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 Bible thumpers, the yeah. the Bible sheepers, the, the sheeples. I call them the sheeples. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I don't need to battle you in verses mm. to like because this is not a competition. You want to create divisiveness, and you want to create a hierarchy. Mm. And God has already said that they love us all. Mm. So I don't need to debate you on verses when in fact I can show you many verses that would affirm everything that I've said. Mm. That and 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 don't get me wrong because the Bible if if we looked at the Bible with sex positive eyes the Bible is one of the juiciest books. It is a juicy, juicy, juicy book. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's there's murder. There are <laughs> lesbian relationships. There are gay relationships. You know, there there are 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 sons running away from their fathers and their kings. Like, I mean, you know, like Thor and all of them don't have anything on the Bible. Like there are some juicy, mm-hmm. juicy stories in the Bible. And also, if you knew your Hebrew, here's here's what's really funny. Um, the same word in Hebrew when they say they wash Jesus' feet, the same word for feet uh, in Hebrew is also the same word for genitalia. Hmm. Now, now if you replace those feet. <laughs> oh yeah that genitalia come on because we know jesus was around those prostitutes mm-hmm. <laughs> yes mm-hmm. like this is a juicy bible yeah yeah it can be sex affirming yeah. it can be positively affirming it does not it is not required to be fear-based um we have just always in order to keep people in line we use fear as opposed to joy and mm. happiness what is the worst that can happen if we all just made love to one another? Mm-hmm. I love that. I, I think that's amazing. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead, Brad. I just had this, like, I had this impulse to say my grandmother would be rolling in her grave. But <laughs> right, right before she died a couple of years ago, I I came out to her as being in an open relationship. And her response was just like... I don't know what to think about what you told me. Mm. That's what she said. And I just think of her, I think of her in this moment, but I, I know, I know that, you know, if she could have opened her mind at 85 to the concept of her granddaughter being in an open relationship, she could totally get behind God being in your lovemaking. Yeah. yeah, Well, so let's, let's look at her generationally. When, if you are saying that she's 85, so that from 2000, what we, 2000, you said a few years ago. So in the, in the mid to late 2000s, all the way back to 19, what was that? 40s? She, she would have been born in the 20s, I think. 1920s. Okay. Bad math, Frenchie. Um, <laughs> the 1920s when uh, women couldn't even have credit 
when women, if they were married, couldn't own property, when women didn't have a voice and you want her to understand <laughs> coming from a generation where women did not make choices for themselves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's not that she does not want to receive you is that she was she was not brought up with the privilege to even be able to make those types of choices. Mm. Yeah. yeah. So that's that's a little different if you look at it from you know the circles of time where women come through generationally and how we've been able to take some pieces and leave some pieces take some pieces and leave some pieces in every generation and and that evolution and the strength and the power that we've gained being able to take what strengthened us and leave behind what weakened us. Mm. Yeah. And a lot of that is bringing it into even your consciousness because so much of that is happening unconsciously. Mm. The yes. Intergenerational. Yes. Baggage. But it, we have to remember the most common uh, marriage during that time was a married man who cheated on his wife. Right. There, mm. there were, there were duplicitous, families throughout our family you know our papa always had you know another side family somewhere they went off to war and and there was another family in 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 the in the war in world war ii and then there was Mm. there was the new family over Mm. here once they came back from the war so these families you know whether we acknowledge what it was those were still open relationships (laughs) <laughs> that women just, you know, this is how it is, you know, just let a man be a man. Mm. This is what it is. And so we just didn't have the language back then. Like mm. I called my father a gigolo, but actually he is just simply polyamorous. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. But I didn't I didn't realize that he was polyamorous when I was 15 years old. I didn't have that language. I have that language now that I'm in my 40s. Yeah. And he probably didn't have that language either. You know, he like, certainly yeah. didn't. But yeah. he's still as much gigolo today as he was. back. Then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I guess to, to kind of close this out for Unchain, and you've you've probably already said it throughout the conversation. But for anyone who is listening to the show right now who who sort of battles with their the this this um you know the 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 battles with their own sexual identity up against their uh up against their spirituality or their religion what is what's like the one thing that you'd want them to hear that you'd want them to know that you'd want them to take away from this um so so much um your your self love is already god so you know whatever anti love thoughts that you have in your spirit forgive yourself that is society's voice and not god's voice mm. because you are here because God wants you. Every everything that is here, everything, every everything we touch, everything is a molecule. It all exists because God says it's supposed to be here. You're supposed to be here. 
you can choose to listen to God and, you know, your inner self, which is your intuition, which is God, or you can choose to listen to society, which daily gets it wrong, which daily is trying to correct itself, which daily has new discoveries. I mean, look at CDC, look how fast they flipped mm-hmm. on everything, right? And that's in, in, in bioscience. It changes like that. So are we going to listen to something that is constantly changing when we know that God has not changed is love mm. for us? It's the yeah. only constant there is, your, yeah. you and your love. Yeah. yeah. Everything else is just really confusing. <laughs> yes, that's right. That's right. Just noise. We, we, mm. we have to close out the noises and the voices. Yep. And that's why I try to take people away on retreats because the, the loudest is just amplified here. It's just these, these, the anti, the negativity is just amplified here. And we have to take ourselves away from it to just remember like, Oh yeah, Hmm. it's all here. Everything Mm -hmm. that you need, you already have it in you. Well, Frenchie, I got to say, this has been uh, really eye-opening <clears throat> and such a pleasure to get time to sit down and speak with you about the work that you do. Um, on behalf of myself, Bridie, and, and and all the listeners, thank you so much. This has been really, really fun. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And please, if they, if, if they look up the Incarnation Institute for Sex and Faith, uh, there is Reverend Dr. Beverly Dale, another theolo- woman theologian, sexologist, Reverend Dr. Lissette Cross, another theologian, sexologist, you know, so we're, we're moving in a sex positive way. We can, we can read the Bible with sex positive eyes and be affirming in our sexual selves. Mm. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you both for having me. There you have it. That was our conversation with Frenchie. Oh, loved it. Loved it, loved it, loved it. Mm-hmm. And uh, we have some killer, killer conversations coming up in the next few weeks. Can't wait for you to hear them. Um, and yeah, I don't know. That's all I got. Stay safe out there, folks. Get your fucking vaccines. Yeah. And get outside. Mm-hmm. Now that we've, I don't know where in the world you are right now, but man. Weather's changing. Soak up the sun in safe and healthy ways and just remember what it's like to be an animal. Do that for yourself. That's my just the tips. All right. uh, Thanks for listening, (laughs) folks. We love you. Uh, That is it for this week. And until next week. Go touch yourself. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that 
Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.